0: Good evening and welcome to The Coach's Show with Concordia University St. Paul head football coach, Shannon Currier. A weekly inside look at Golden Bears football. Now let's join your host for The Coach's Show, Wally Langfellow.
1: And this is The Coach's Show. Wally Langfellow with you along with Concordia St. Paul Golden Bears head football coach, Shannon Currier. Mm -hmm. Well, coach, um, another Mm -hmm. game this past Saturday where I know you felt like it was a game you could have won and you possibly should have won, but you end up losing um, to the university of Mary at Seafoam stadium. Um, Give me the, uh, the look back on this and this 23 13 loss to a team that I know, as you said last week going in, you felt you matched up pretty well with them, but uh, in the end uh, they end up taking the game by 10 points.
2: Yeah, it definitely was a competitive game. Um, we played solid defense. There was a little bit of breeze. We we fought the breeze the first quarter, and we had some nice drives. And, you know, it's really challenging, I guess, to find um, that line of running the football, um, you know, being in heavy personnel, trying to, you know, get up in there for four or five yards at the same time, you know, incorporating explosive plays within that. Uh, early in the game, we were committed to the run because we felt we could run the ball against them. Uh, the first play of the game was a 16-yard power read, and then that player came out of the game. Um, we had a, a second play that, that the first play set up, but he came out of the game. We had a legal procedure on the left tackle on the second play, so we got backed up a little bit there, and then we ran a bunch. Uh, th- on third down, we ran a bunch, uh, flat curl concept that they play good defense in, and we we weren't quite wide enough with our curl route um, so that's stimmy that's timing that drive. Um, you know, the next series, uh, we ran a, a bunch look and kind of a pick concept on third and short. The ball got knocked down. Um, you know, then we had a third and two. We tried to run the football and they ran a, a cross blitz with two inside linebackers that we didn't pick up. You know, the third, the fourth series was a sack. Um, you know, that that we had a blitzer come through that we didn't pick up a, a linebacker. And uh, then we finally scored in the sixth series. And the seventh series was uh, incomplete on a comeback route that we'd like to complete score on the eighth series and the ninth series. Um, we we kind of ran out of time and, but we didn't get enough series in the game. So that was one thing. And we didn't score early. We didn't open up the offense till a little later. And then also we, when we had the win at our favor, you know, we allowed them to convert a lot of third and long situations. So they they just – they grounded out – they grinded out some yardage on the ground. And it took time off the clock. Um, I think it was 10-0 at halftime. But we were – we had moved the ball, but just not well enough to get it in the end zone. And, you know, they had scored the, the field goal and then also another um, long drive, like a 90-yard drive maybe, um, to get their first touchdown. And anyway, we just – we're too slow to to match scores. And I think, you know, we believe we got to open up our offense more and utilize our, our perimeter personnel. We, we think we have some really good uh, skill players, and we need to tap into those guys more frequently to create explosive plays. And, you know, when you get a 10-yard play, it just creates momentum. So we, we need to build on that momentum, play faster. We seem to be better when we have a two-minute drill or we got to score quick. And and we need to start the game playing with that mentality and you know playing playing with more speed and that's that's how we plan to play going forward.
1: Um, on the defensive side of the ball, junior linebacker Andrew Ignarski he set a single game record for Concordia with 22 tackles, including eight solo tackles um, and a pair of tackles for loss in the game. That is uh, one shy of the NCAA Division II single-game high for the season. So, a huge game for him. Tell me a little bit about Andrew and uh, and about his game last Saturday.
2: He's a very physical linebacker, and our defense is kind of designed uh, to funnel the the plays to the linebacker. You know, the a lot of times our interior defense linemen are playing the A-gap and uh, forcing him to, you know, the running back is forced to come to the Mike linebacker. So, you know, he's definitely a good player, but he also benefits from the design of the front of the defense. And he he did have a very good game. Um, you know, one of their touchdown uh, runs was him not getting over the top of a double team. Um, so, you know, if he would have done that, he would have been our player of the game defensively. But the players of the game last week for us was Rhett Sheehan, who you get to talk to today, who's been a great leader and player for us for four years. As he was playing Sam Backer and then one of our safeties, Alex Andrade, they helped us stop number eleven. Uh he was the he was the focal point of our defensive game plan. And he came out of the game with only three catches. He's in a, you know, um Danny Kittner's his name, and he has the, the NSIC records for yards and receptions. And we did a really good job of stopping him, but we just allowed them to you know, move the ball in times when we needed to stop or when we had the win to force him to punt Of that win. We just couldn't get that done. But, but yeah, um, a lot of credit goes to Andrew. But he'd be the first to tell you that he benefits from uh, what guys do up front. He's very physical and loves football and plays hard. So we, we appreciate what he's doing for sure.
1: Um, one thing that did not work in your favor, um, they were four for six on fourth down conversions. I mean – <laughs> I take I, I'm guessing if you ask any coach if they could go four for six on fourth down, they'd be going they'd be going for it on fourth down a lot.
2: Absolutely. That was that's that's the point right there is you know, they didn't score a ton of points, but that those conversions continue to keep your offense off the field to so you can score. So while they were converting those third down and tens, fourth and down plays, you know, our offense was waiting to get the ball back and and we waited too long and we didn't have as many opportunities as we needed to have. And, and I'm not sure we had any times where we were set up in prime condition other than the second quarter. Uh, we we had an opportunity. And we got sacked, unfortunately, on the second down. But that was the only series that we were on the plus side of the 50 to, you know, with our offense. And uh, we just need to play more complimentary football. We need to, you know, stop people, uh, create more turnovers. Offensively, we just had one interception. We had a Fourth down interception that would, you know he forced in because it was fourth down. Um, but other than that turnover, that was a lone turnover for us on the day. And we got one of theirs back later in the game. But we need to create some of those momentum changing plays earlier in the game to you know create that momentum and energy for our team so they can they can just see that hey, we're we're trending in the right direction here today. And that's what we're missing right now.
1: Um, if you look at some of these numbers and to your point about, you know, them controlling the football, obviously with their 202 yards on the ground to your 86, that's a huge margin. But the other numbers were pretty close, 351 total yards for them, 307 for Concordia. And then first downs were fairly even 21 to 17 in their favor. So those numbers were close. But the rushing numbers and the time of possession, which, of course, go in hand in hand, uh, that's where they ended up winning the football game.
2: Absolutely. It's running the football is the key. Stopping the run is is also a key. And we didn't stop the run and we weren't able to run, you know, successfully enough you know, to to get the first downs. And, we, you know, four yards is a great run. You know, third and two is a good spot to be in. But you have to convert those consistently. You know, if you're only getting four or five yards in your on your running game, um, we need to create some bigger plays and and mix things in there better. And much like the the fourth quarter, end of the third quarter, fourth quarter is when we accumulated most of our yardage, but we just didn't move the ball as well as we needed to, and, or as well as I expected. And um, I thought we did a good job defensively, not get not letting them in the end zone. But we need to score 28 points. That's our goal offensively. We've not done that. Had we been able to you know, we, we win the game. So we got to find ways to score more. Uh, We got to find more ways to create turnovers so our offense can start in better field position. And uh, you know, on those key third down plays, we have to convert.
1: No doubt. All right, coach. um, Let's take a break. When we come back, we're going to talk to a couple of your players, including Red Sheehan. And then uh, later on, we will preview this weekend's game at Minnesota state Moorhead Uh, Moorhead coming into the game with a three and six overall record on the season. More here on the coaches show after this timeout. Stay with us.
2: Make sure you download our new CSP Bears Game Day app in the App Store or Google Play Store. The free app helps you follow our football team and any of our other teams on campus. Simply search for CSP Bears, download the app, and select your favorite Golden Bears team to get notifications tailored to your settings. The app also allows you to get live stats and easy access to watch and listen to our games live right in the app. Search CSP Bears in the App Store today.
0: You're listening to the Coaches Show with Golden Bears head football coach Shannon Courier,
1: and the Coaches Show continues along, and we are joined now by a couple of Coach Courier's players: Brett Sheehan, senior defensive back, and freshman redshirt freshman uh, Troy Ellison, who uh, plays that slot receiver position. Uh, let's start with you, Brett. Um, Senior year, uh, you've seen it all with, the, with this program in your years at Concordia St. Paul. Obviously disappointed that uh, you guys aren't winning football games, but um, spin the positive for me as you look back at your career here at Concordia St. Paul. What are some of the things you're going to walk away with that uh, you know, you're, you're happy to have, have experienced?
3: Um, one of the biggest things, I'm going to be happy walking away with just how we've transformed the culture um, in the years Coach C has come back. Um, just with how seniors are becoming more leaders, the freshmen are becoming more of those followers for the upperclassmen. And I think, uh, you know, we may, we may not be winning games right now, but um, we're going to start winning games here at CSP pretty soon. And that's just because of the culture and the foundation that Coach C has allowed our senior leadership to develop and just how good this freshman class coming in has really grasped onto that leadership. And moving forward, CSP is going to be a place to be here pretty soon.
1: Uh, Troy, you're part of that freshman group. Um, what have you learned this year about uh, college football that maybe you weren't aware of coming into this?
4: Um, I would say you got to be on the same page as everybody uh, for the most part. In high school, it's a little bit different because you can be a one-man show in high school. college doesn't work like that. You can't be a one-man show. Uh, You have to learn the art, I would say, of uh, teamwork and dedication. So,
1: yeah. And and speaking of one-man show, and I don't mean to twist your words on you, but you had the opportunity to both run the football and catch the football um, this past weekend. You had uh, three rushes. You had four catches in the game uh, this past week. Um, Do you like – the 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 ability to to do both at, at the position you play
4: yeah i love it honestly it gives me a lot of different opportunity to make plays which obviously you know to win you got to make plays so uh i'd say i say yeah i like i like it a lot to be honest to be able to do both roles run it or catch it
1: what do you like about this offense um that you know where they're able to you know, use you in that, um, in that role or just the offense in general? What, what types of things do you like about the uh, CSP offense?
4: I like um, being able, so a lot of our routes are, I guess, depending on the plays, what opponent we're playing, um, we have a very quick offense. So it's, it's very rapid. Uh, It's very, um, the, the routes are shorter. Usually I get the ball quicker and I can just make my plays after that. I don't have to keep running deep, stuff like that. You know, I can just, catch the ball, make my play, and then get back to the huddle and do, do it again, you know.
1: So basically you're making plays with your feet, in other words. Right, correct. Yeah. Um, Rhett, um, I know you got banged up in, the, uh, in this last game this past Saturday, um, and you're, it doesn't look like you're going to be playing any more football. Um, what uh, What's the extent of, of the injury, and how disappointed were you when you, when you found out?
3: Um. You know, when I found out, I was I was still telling our trainers that I'm good to go that they can put me back in the game. Um, unfortunately, that doesn't seem like it's going to be the case here moving forward. Um, but I get my MRI tomorrow, um, so we'll see what that says. Um, but you know, the extent of the injury is most likely probably a torn ACL and some other ligaments there. But just fortunate that I was able to you know be a four year starter here at CSP and meet the guys that. I've met throughout this process, and you know, looking back, I'll I'll have no regrets. Um, after, you know, my time's done here pretty soon.
1: Um, Four-year starter, uh, you came in from Menominee. What was your What was your first year at uh, at Concordia? My first year at Concordia was.
3: The, I graduated high school in 2017, so I came in. I redshirted. Um, we had a lot of great players on that defense still, so I was able to redshirt. Had a good, mature you know, freshman class coming in, so we were all just excited to get here and, you know, try to turn this culture around. And we did that, but we also had a great player at defensive end with Chris Garrett that helped us helped us out a lot. So, um, you know, he was a big part of our success early on. I'm wishing him the best with the Vikings right now. But you know, my extra freshman year was a good year, was a lot of learning, um, just a lot of gaining experience of what college football speed is like.
1: Yeah, and, and you mentioned Chris Garrett, and and I know that coach talks about him often, and of course he should. Um, in that 2019 season, you know, led the nation in sacks, set all kinds of records, uh, ended up getting drafted by the Rams and is now part of the – and was actually part of their roster um, for their Super Bowl title last uh, last season, now is part of the Minnesota Vikings um, practice squad. When you have a guy on defense – that's that dominant, Is it, isn't it easy to say that he makes everybody else around him that much better?
3: Absolutely. I mean, if you look at our D-line in 2019, I would say we had one of the best D-lines in the conference. We had Dylan Wood, Kelly Pierce, Jackson Dobbs, um, all returning seniors that had a lot of game experience. And then you had a guy coming off the edge that was just a wrecking ball, um, really making offenses have to work and earn what they get on every, on every drive. So, especially playing defensive back, I mean, that guy, you only got to cover for, you know, maybe a second, second and a half or he's getting to your quarterback. So absolutely he made guys around us better and he was just a great player to learn from even being the same age. Um, that guy, that guy's work ethic was incredible. So it was a, you know, it was a pleasure playing with him.
1: Troy, um, this weekend's opponent, um, you guys go up to, uh, moorhead to play against moorhead state um uh, what do you know about their defense and uh, what you guys are going to be dealing with on saturday
4: um i'm they play really far back the dbs do they play more of a cover too like a tampa um so i think it's gonna be a lot more of the quick game again uh whether it's just uh like slants or something like that you know to get us the ball be able to get upfield um that's really all I know about their defense. I don't know any of the players or anything. Um, I don't really study the players too much because I don't. I don't really mind what I don't really mind who they are. You know, I just kind of go out there and play. So um, from what I really only know, it's the, it's a Tampa two, and they play really far back. We'll have a lot of quick game going on.
1: Yeah what um what is what does practice looked like this week as you as you get prepared? I I know coach tends to pull back a little bit as the season drags as the season moves on but um what does practice look like this past week
4: um we've added a couple more plays uh again based on uh the defense that we're gonna be playing um so it'll be it'll be more a couple more jets just like the week before um we added a jet pass uh so i'll be throwing the ball a little bit hopefully
1: um, oh, i saw christian mccaffrey do that this past week and he caught yeah, one, ran yeah. one and threw one yep exactly <laughs> Get they get so to get that, that into the mix for you. Um, yeah. Okay. So what do you stu- what are you studying at uh, Concordia? Sports management. Sports management. Okay. Yeah. And then uh, Rhett, same question to you as you uh, wind things up at Concordia. What are you studying, and uh, what do you hope to do with it?
3: Uh, I'm getting my MBA right now. Um, I'll finish that up this summer. Um, I'm looking to get into supply chain, analytics, operations, that kind of thing.
1: Well, congratulations to you on a great career at uh, Concordia. And uh, good luck, guys, as you uh, travel to Moorhead this weekend. Thank you, you, sir. All right. They are Troy Ellison and Rhett Sheehan of the Concordia St. Paul Golden Bears. We'll be back with more from Coach Courier after this timeout. Stay with us.
2: Goldmare fans, did you know that this Coaches Show, along with our CSP Bears podcast, is available to subscribe in iTunes, Google Play Music, Spotify, Stitcher, and TuneIn Radio? The CSP Bears podcast is a new way to get people behind the scenes in Concordia Athletics and is generally available on Thursday afternoons. And the Coaches Show will be available on the pod late Friday evening or early Saturday morning. Just search CSP Bears for our weekly podcast and Coaches Show.
0: Now back to the coaches' show with Wally Langfellow and Golden Bears head football coach Shannon Courier.
1: Final segment of this week's coaches' show with head coach Shannon Courier. Uh, coach, this week it's Moorhead State uh, at their place. Uh, first of all, um, what uh, what do they excel at, uh, particularly in the offensive on the offensive side of the football?
2: They're a lot like Mary. They're spread out. They throw the ball all the time. They have a receiver there that set the conference record a couple weeks ago with 22 receptions in a game. Just a really good um, quick passing attack, you know, getting their athletes the ball in space, getting rid of the ball quickly, letting their guys make make yards after the catch. Um, you know, they don't run the ball particularly well so far. And uh, we just have to, you know, make tackles once they catch it. That's going to be the key. Um, defensively, they're a you know, good front. Um you know, we need to you know spread them out and um try to get the ball in our athletes' hands. But they've been you know solid against the run and um just a real you know I guess uh fundamentally sound strong defense, but we need to we need to get some you know scores early on so we can build that momentum and and allow us to play our best. And uh that's that's kind of what we're looking for. They have a good special teams unit. Um, long corners, but they, they put their players in position to play successfully and their staff does a great job there at Warren state.
1: Uh, Give me the travel schedule. I'm assuming you go that that this is a, you go up Friday night uh, because it's a noon game on Saturday, correct?
2: Yes, sir. We, we practice here. We like uh, how that works out. We, um, Thursdays is an hour and a half in shells that we practice. And then on Fridays we do an hour just in helmets, kind of a last minute, you know, glorified walkthrough. And then tomorrow afternoon, we'll leave to go to Morehead State. Uh, a lot of times nowadays, um, our food is is uh, being prepared at the hotel we're staying at. So we'll you know, eat dinner there, stay there, have meetings tomorrow night. And then the next morning, we'll have an 8 a.m. team meal. And then a game is early kickoff at noon. And um, we're just expecting to get a fast start to the game.
1: Uh, health-wise, where are you?
2: You know, I'm mean, we'd like to be better. You know, we're we're without uh we've been without a couple of our defensive linemen that are really, you know, critical. Um last week we played without without our top three in cheer defensive linemen, and that didn't help us, you know, I guess play better run defense. Um we're also, you know, we're missing one of our defensive ends. And then uh, you know, our, our leader, Rhett Sheehan, goes down with an ACL tear, so that's unfortunate we've lost two of our starting linebackers on the year but you know that's part of the game too so we can't complain complain about that or cry about that no one feels sorry for ourselves but we do have some guys banged up but we also have other guys that need to step up and like they say in the NFL you know the next man up so it gives other guys opportunities that maybe weren't getting them and we're excited to see some of those guys play
1: um as you look ahead and not looking too far ahead here but what um what are your thoughts about the young players that you have and uh, how they have come from the beginning of this season to where they are right now?
2: I'm really impressed with the freshman class. You know, I guess every coach may be optimistic and you try to find that line where you're being realistic, too, so you can properly evaluate your program. But we, we have a real strong freshman class. They're, they're really tight um, in terms of relationships. They seem to be very committed. Uh, we we do an opportunity bowl, as we call it, every week to allow those young guys to play. Um, they recognize that, hey, I can be part of the solution. You know, we we just talk, talk to them and, and all the kids that are coming back like, hey, you can be part of the change. Um, so this is a strong class. And the reason it's a strong class is because we have identified like we have players at every position. It's a class that's well, we have three or four defense alignment, which is the most important position in our minds. Uh, that can step in next year and help us out. We're already playing two of the freshman corners. Uh, we're playing one of the receivers and there'll be you know other receivers that can help us. We got two uh quarterbacks for red shirting that's that we like a couple running backs, three O linemen. Um, you know, there's a couple linebackers. So we we see, you know, a good amount of guys from that class, you know, stepping into prominent roles next year for us. And um, you know, in addition to returning so many players, it gives us a lot of uh, confidence and something to build on, and then we certainly need to add more uh, to the mix and you know strengthen certain spots and, and get deeper at some others. So we're, we're excited about the freshman class and they're they're going to class or doing the things off the field that are important, and you know it's it, all that is important for us to get to where we want to be so I'm, I'm I'm encouraged by what I see from the guys off the field. You know our team GPA at one point was two five eight here now it's three point zero one, um, so you know there's a lot of things happening on a positive side, and I get it that we see uh, scores of the games and, and those haven't been in our favor, but but like anything, something good happens. But it's the progress is always small and slow, um, and we we expect to see progress here um, as as we continue on, and, and hopefully uh, Saturday we get we get a step forward
1: how do the young players who don't get to play, how do they progress as football players when they're not getting into the game? Because there's some of these guys, as you have already noted, you're going to be depending on them next year. So what are they doing to make them, you can only lift so many weights. You can only look at so much film. How do they get better as football players?
2: Well, a lot of it's just them uh, growing physically in the weight room, like getting more strength, more size. That's huge. Like we, we, uh, one of our quarterbacks has gained like 16 pounds so far. So we've seen a lot of growth physically uh, from that class. Certainly playing against your best players in practice is really beneficial. So uh, the old linemen that are freshmen, they get to compete against our starting D-line every day. And the defensive linemen get to compete against our starting defense, our offensive line. Um, so it's there's a lot of opportunities within the practice. You know, the individual period, they still get reps there. Like yesterday, I spent 10 minutes with the freshmen, the young quarterbacks working on some of our concepts. Um, they're going to the video meetings. Um, I'm coaching the quarterbacks. And, you know, every day, at least an hour, some days, two hours, you know, we're watching video and, and just talking about protections. So I think just being in the program this year where they're not burning eligibility, but they're gaining wisdom um, and, and, you know, listening to things that might help them grow as leaders certainly growing their character um, and just really maturing in all areas holistically. I think all that growth leads to them being more prepared as a redshirt freshman.
1: All right, coach. Well, good luck uh, Saturday in Moorhead. And uh, we will talk to you again next week for the, uh, as we preview the season finale, when you come home to play against Minot state.
2: That sounds great. Looking forward to talking about some, some success on the field here after one of these games. And we're, plan on not being the case for this weekend so thanks for your time
1: all right he is Shannon Courier, the head football coach of the Golden Bears of Concordia St. Paul I'm Wally Langfellow be sure to tune in again next week until then have a good night everybody
0: You've been listening to The Coaches Show with Concordia University's St. Paul head football coach, Shannon Courier. Be sure to tune in each week throughout the season as we review and preview Golden Bears football right here on Minnesota Score Radio. We'll see you next time.